It's time once again for that transcontinental freight train express that we know as Gitmo Nation. Coming to you from Gitmo Nation East in the United Kingdom, my name is Adam Curry. And I'm John C. Dvorak from Gitmo Nation West, also known as Silicon Valley North. The place that doesn't really exist. Doesn't. Yeah. Hey, John, how you doing? Not bad. Yeah. So you you know the news, right? Uh, Biden? Yeah. 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 Interesting. A very interesting choice. Relevant to the uh, European Union, actually. Oh, tell me why. Mm. Uh, he, um, Joe Biden, suggested, uh, I could find out when, earlier this week, I think, uh, that the U.S. send $1 billion in aid to Georgia. Yeah, I find that interesting because, uh, if I'm not mistaken, at the beginning of the fiasco, um, our friend Barack was kind of on the Russian side of the argument, <laughs> yeah. which is that well, Georgia with, was... With a backer you know, with a name like Brzezinski, what do you expect? Uh, you just you, you <laughs> stunned me with that one, sorry. You didn't like so, that? <laughs> Never mind. Stop me in my tracks. I'm sorry, I'll shut up. Uh, we we still got to get into it here. Okay, I'm I'm looking to see what Barack said. So he said the you know he was like kind of seemed to be and then he goes backed off really quick because you know it was the, wasn't the national policy to take that that position, and then uh, this guy Biden uh, you know he's totally in you know in to that uh, Georgian president I guess I don't know maybe he wants a street named after him I have no idea <laughs> I, I think you know, you can do with a lot less it doesn't take a billion to get a, a street or an airport named after you in Georgia these days. No, probably not. Uh, I was looking to see what it was. Yeah, but he he suggested a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you what, uh, what do you feed. what do you know about Biden? I mean, what, I'd love to hear your um, your thoughts, your analysis. Well, curiously, ah, you are Russia. you are an expert, of course, in Joe Bidenism. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, we neither one of us know much of anything. <laughs> we don't but, know nothing about anything, but. We do listen to talk radio. Yes. And um, Rush Limbaugh went after Biden last week sometime around. I think it was Thursday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, whatever. And uh, by playing some of his old uh, advertisements mm-hmm. for his 1988 campaign, where Biden was, uh, you know, he keeps trying to be the president. <laughs> and um, but in 1988... He uh, apparently had phonied up his academic resume, and then um, he got busted for it. And then it was like, like I mean, I was rolling my eyes. I remember when it happened. You know, he said he had this degree, and you know, he said he had a couple extra degrees he didn't have. He just he made stuff up, uh-huh. and so he was discredited. You know, this is like what a bonehead. I said, well, it's just the end of this guy. He'll never be back in politics. I mean, it would never be. In fact, I, did, I was shocked he was reelected. I mean, how do you stand there and just bold face and, and, and lie, lie, about lie, your, about, lie about your credentials and still get reelected? That is pretty amazing. Only in America, yeah. actually. Well, it happens apparently a lot. Yeah. So uh, everybody just laughed it off, I guess. And uh, by what Limbaugh was doing wasn't harping on that. I'm harping on it, but he was harping on the fact that uh, all of his. Uh, ads in 88 were around the theme 
that the president, the office of the president, is not a is not a training ground. It's not the minor leagues. You know, you should have right. a lot of experience. You shouldn't right. be some joker who just showed up yesterday. Right, which is why Barack Obama qualifies. Right, it's so funny. So I figure they're going to throw this in back his at, face. Back in his face, yeah. So here's some quotes. Uh, this is before he was announced uh, as the candidate for VP. I left the country convinced that this is about Georgia. What was he doing in Georgia? Um, anyway, I left the country convinced that Russians' invasion of Georgia, nice, may invasion. be, yeah, maybe the one, maybe the one is, uh, I, this must be a misquote, maybe the, the one of the most significant events to occur in Europe since the end of communism. When Congress, what? yeah, that's what, this is a quote. This is on, uh, Politico. When Congress reconvenes, I intend to work with the administration to seek congressional approval for $1 billion in emergency assistance for Georgia, with a substantial down payment on that aid to be included in Congress's next supplemental spending bill. Hmm. Interesting. The, well, you know, this is just going to be, of course, now, now I'm guessing, I could be wrong, but I'm guessing that the left in this country, which is the big supporters of... Um, Obama mm -hmm. and the youth uh, and the bloggers um, are pretty much, uh, you know, the, the sides have been taken on this Georgia Russia thing in terms of like who started it. Who started it, what? Who's, who's fault, responsible? Yeah. Who, right. Yeah. Whose fault is it? Blah, 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 back and forth. And I'm guessing that they are probably siding a bit with Russia. And uh, really? they're not going to like this Biden guy. Really? Well, no, certainly, certainly not. If he if he continues, well, this was before he was uh, he was announced as the as the candidate. Boy, it's kind of interesting to see across the board who's involved with whom. Um, so we've got uh, Obama has uh, Brzezinski, and uh, Hillary Clinton has Lady Baron de Rothschild, who now who now, by the way, is. Um, Going by uh, Lady, or uh, not Lady, uh, her maiden name, Forrester, which kind of makes sense. But then there was talk of, you know, um, Dave, uh, the David Rockefeller donated to McCain's campaign, hmm. uh, which is perhaps uh, is being questioned if it was legal or not. But it's like, it's like they've got all the bases covered. <laughs> yeah, Every, right. Everyone's hooked up to the wagon. Doesn't matter what happens now. We're good to go, everybody. <laughs> Everybody's got some lock on somebody. That's right, right. Oh, and boy, did did we nail it last week, John, with uh <laughs> with uh with the Clinton body count. Yeah, now we got a couple more. Now we got now we have um We got Re the Representative the, the, Tubbs, the, yeah. Yeah, they the dead. Yes. Which, but which, then again, you know, but we still we nailed the fact that this is going on, and now of course the election's coming up, and there's a bunch of other flim flammery fluxum type of thing going, you know, happening, including that crazy lawsuit, which we're going to talk about, I'm sure. Yeah. Now, did we did, did we talk about Tubbs? No, tub, Tubbs have happened. No, after no, she, we, after she, show, she right? died uh, just a few days ago. A few days later. Yeah. Well, here, here's what bothered me about that. First of all, man, what a career! I'd never heard of her before, but she uh, she really was quite a powerhouse. Uh, from just the record that I'm reading. Um, but here's where it gets kind of weird. So here's the series of events. Oh, hold on, let me just put my tinfoil hat on for a second. Here's the series of events. So the the cops pull her over. This is, uh, was it Ohio, I think? The cops, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no. the cops pull her over. 
uh, or they see a car driving at high speed erratically. And then, okay, now, uh, before, wait, wait, wait. Before you tell the story, we better, I think we should back people back up, up and go what, back to the, what, the what body thinking, count. Yeah. Which is that either Clinton's boys or Obama's gangsters from Chicago are killing these people. To, to try to influence the the superdelegate count because they're right. they're both superdelegates yeah right that we're both two we have two dead superdelegates <laughs> here's the plot two dead super superdelegates one uh, killed by gunfire two weeks ago in Arkansas leader of the uh, Arkansas Democratic Party right and the per- perpetrator shot himself you know he was in ended and he killed, killed himself by the cops. yeah yeah oh by the way um, and this was Oh, I forget his name. Guantry, I want to say. Uh, his name escapes me for a moment. Um, he had recently switched from supporting uh, Hillary Clinton to Barack Obama. He switched in June, I think, end of June. And, and so now we have uh, Representative Tubbs, who uh, also was a... Uh, in fact, she was a... I think she was a chairwoman for something for Hillary Clinton. And right. she also switched her... Um, her public superdelegate vote to uh, support Barack Obama in July. Right. So, But we don't know, neither one of us know, whether or not they had, before they were killed, whether they had somehow indicated they were going to switch back, and that may be the reason for them being killed. Well, we haven't actually determined that the Tubbs was killed, and that's kind of what I wanted to get into. Okay, uh, yeah, okay, let's go back here. Yeah. Do you, do the way, where we left off in our story, you had a cop pulling her over. Yeah, right. So, well, no, it actually starts with, because the whole story is she died of an aneurysm. That's the, that's the, the long and the short of it. So right. the cops say, we saw a car driving at high speed erratically. Uh, they pulled up next to the car. The, the driver didn't respond to them saying pull over, which is like, wow, how long can that last? You know, like, that can't last more than like 10 seconds before you crash into something. But okay, I'll take it. Um, they say that they were able to move her off to the side. So high speed, remember. Now, I've seen the pictures of her car moved off to the side. It's kind of like on a piece of grass next to the road. <clears throat> no collision damage or anything. Mm. Um, and so apparently she had suffered an aneurysm and was rushed off to the hospital. Here's where it gets weird. Um, the reports then came out that she had passed away. And Nancy Pelosi says... She's the one that, I guess, passed it on to the press first. She says she received an email from whom is not known uh, that said she was dead. And But then after that, it was like, no, 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 she's not dead. She's in critical condition, but she's stable in the hospital. Um, I've ha- I've received reports that the hospital was locked down. Um, could be, well, maybe for a representative, that could be important too. But really locking it down sounded a little bit weird. Seems like more of a mobster thing. A little bit. But then get this. This is what really kills me. Um, at uh, uh, a little bit past midnight, they took her off life support systems and she died. And I'm reading that and I'm going like, that can't be true. That's not how America works. We, we had Terry Schiavo hooked up to a machine for, for years. The, the, there's just no way that someone just gets unhooked for an aneurysm. It, did just, it sounded really off to me. Yeah, and nobody has questioned it at all. 
I mean, zero people have yeah. brought up the fact that yeah, the, I've actually I, I myself didn't think of the Shivo situation, but um, well, I know this because um, I know a lot about euthanasia uh, coming from the Netherlands. You know that does have uh, um, a policy that allows it in, under certain circumstances, and I know that the United States just isn't like that. Certainly not just hours later. To, but you know, the statement actually was. You know, she was removed from life support. I'm like, that just doesn't happen that quick. I mean, don't you need a court order or something in the United States for that to happen? Well, I mean, there is a process. You sign a bunch of documents. There's a do not, there's a do not, it's called a do not resuscitate or do not something uh, thing that a a next of kin can sign. Right. Um, and uh, I think it's a DNR or whatever it's called. But anyway, you can sign, you sign off on this. And so when the person starts to, you know, something happens, they usually don't put them on life support. Uh, if you're if you're put on life support in the first place, you're going to be on it for a while. It seems to me you just don't go yeah. on it with less than 24 hours. That you say, well, well, I guess this was a waste of money. Not, Flip the switch. <laughs> it wasn't just it wasn't 24. It was like four or five hours. And 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 I know lots of cases of aneurysms where people recover. I mean, it, it can take a while. And but just from beginning to end, the whole story just sounds kind of weird, you know. I've been on the road where somebody's had some situation like this happen as they're driving, and I actually knew somebody once who had uh, died from an aneurysm while driving, yeah. and uh, something crashed. always weird happens. And they, this guy, one guy, slammed into a tree because the first thing is locked. He stomped on the gas, and it was the oh, end of that. Yeah. And at one time, I was on the going across the bridge and some guy obviously was having some issue because he was in his pickup truck and then he just all of a sudden was going at full speed slamming into one side of the bridge wall and then coming all the way over and slamming into the other and then we all the whole bunch of us in the back of course hoping this somehow that the car didn't spin around and start heading in the other direction yeah you all slow down and watch this go on, you know, bang, 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 and then the car is sitting by the side of the road with the with the smoke or steam coming out of the radiator, and the guy is leaning against the wheel. I mean, I just don't see. Uh, I, don't, I don't see any, it being being calm, no collision, um, damage, right, nothing at all. Actually, you know? manages to pull over. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, it's a very suspicious uh, set of circumstances. So, not uh, that we're promoting the idea that. Something screwy's going on, but it seems to. It seems We're just to saying, me John. We're just something, saying something screwy appears to be going on. But but the but the question that we still have is who would be behind it? Would it be the Clintons, which I think you subscribe to, because of these body count sites and the. I mean, how much? How much? Many more dead people have to be show up in the. On, I mean, for on the real, list. man. I mean, how how many how many people, friends and or uh, associates, do you know that are dead? You know, I know a couple, and maybe really, really distant, but not like you know people that I worked with, people that were my friends. You know, their their count is up to like it's like thirty eight or something. It's unbelievable. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, people that I've known that are uh, dead, and I'm uh, older than Hillary. Well, maybe not. Whatever. The, <laughs> you're, but, you're cuter than Hillary, that's for sure. Thank you. <laughs> so um, I don't have five. I mean, I mean, yeah. some people have died of you know, older people I know have died of old age, and there's been a couple here and there, and but yeah, no, it's too many. They're too suspicious. And, and, and by the way, it's, it's all violence. It's all um, either through uh, self-inflicted gunshot. 
or gunshot from somebody else. I mean, every single person, you know, I think one person was caught hanged. Well, what, well, the one thing we can, you know, we, we might want to take into account is that, uh, and you know, there's a lot of violence and a lot of suicides, but then again, these are all Democrats. <laughs> and these two being super delegates <laughs> who had recently changed their affiliation for uh, Hillary Clinton to uh, Barack Obama. It would Obama. make anybody I mean, depressed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, anyway, I, we're, we're going to find out uh, if, if that is the ploy, if it worked, we'll find out uh, next week or this coming week, what, Wednesday? Yeah, it starts up, and then the thing that, of course, which brings us to the second story, is, which is, is the one is, that is the lineup of uh, of speaking and the and the and the vote count. No, is that is that lawsuit the complaint against Barack Obama by another Hillary supporter? That guy, by the way, it was uh, one of the big pr promoters of Hillary. Why don't you explain what we got? Because I, I got this PDF file, and I have heard of I this before. Are you blogged it? Okay, yeah, I, I, so it's on the blog. But I, I linked to a, unfortunately, I linked to, I, instead of just posting the PDF file you sent, I, I went on the internet to find a, you know, somebody else who has it already right. posted and I just linked to that, but it turned out to be on the Free Republic. And I got a bunch of flack from the blog readers, you know, ah, Free Republic, they're a bunch of nutballs. Oh, right, 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 right. And okay. so, but. Well, but so, so the, the idea is, is this is a, um, was it a motion? What, no. What is it? What is the filing? It's a complaint. It's a, a complaint. It's a, right. it's a complaint. A complaint saying that, uh, and I've heard this one before, and I've seen it debunked in different ways, that Barack Obama cannot, uh, is not, uh, his, his background is not valid for him to become United States president because there's these rules that were set up in the, I think, uh, Fourth Amendment. Uh, you have to be at least 35 years of age, but you have to be either a natural born. Well, it's, not, it's actually in the Constitution, not in an amendment. I'm sorry, in the Constitution. But, and there's also some laws about, you know, what constitutes, uh, natural, natural, natural born, all the rest of it. Yeah. The, but it, the, but the it's, guys, it's certainly, uh, um, a, a, an irritating roadblock. Well, there's more to it with this thing. It's a long, uh, filing. This guy, Philip J. Berg, uh, who did this, uh, is a Hillary supporter. And I mean, this, I'm thinking that the Republicans are going, do we really have to even do any work here to, you know, <laughs> to screw up this election for these guys? I mean, I mean, Carl Rove must be sitting back there saying, geez, I'm, I'm losing money on this deal. <laughs> so <laughs> I should be, that should be me doing this, damn it. <laughs> I should be, although it does have the kind of the imprint of a Rove of a trick. A Rove-esque move, yeah, sure. I mean, it does. I mean, you look at it and you go, this is good. And here's what the kicker is. Now, by the way, this is Philip J. Berg is a 9-11 truther. Huh. So, and he's also a former state uh, deputy attorney general of some state. I forgot, Pennsylvania or someplace. I mean, yeah. so he's not yeah, a complete. It's, it's, it's been filed in Pennsylvania, so that makes sense. He's uh, not a complete lunatic. But uh, if you go on YouTube, you'll find a bunch of, you know, where he's talking about the, you know, 9-11 stuff. And and you look and you go, eh, he's not a complete lunatic, but he's probably just, a you know, one of our normal nut jobs. And, um, and, he, and he's got that kind of air about him of one of these, you know, well, and oh, you know, I don't see how they can find out that blah, blah, blah. He's got that kind of engineers like pace and patter of a, you know, a know-it-all engineer. Anyway, so he's made this claim that, you know, Barack wasn't even born here, that the whole thing is a scam. He was born in Kenya, and then he never made, was a U.S. citizen. I think he was he born was in Hawaii, an Indonesian wasn't passport until 1981. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah. 
Go ahead. Well, anyway, let me tell my take on it. People should go on the, if they go to the, the Dvorak.org blog, they'll find this under Philip J. Berg versus Barack Obama, Hussein Obama. I think that the whole reason for this filing was to introduce all these aliases into the public consciousness. It's interesting you say that because that's the first thing that I saw in that complaint. I'm like, it was like Barack Hussein Obama, a.k.a. What are all the names, John? Do you have it there well, in front of a, you? There's, well, my favorite one, which I use on the blog, and I'm going to start, I think I'm going to use Unfortunately, I see I, even I get suckered into this. Let me give you the, it's a civil action, which hasn't, it hasn't got an official number, so this thing may, you know, I guess, and jury trial demanded, he says, <laughs> which is bullshit. Anyways, Barack Hussein Obama, a.k.a. A.K.A. Barry So So Et Toro, A.K.A. Barry Obama, A.K.A. Barack Dunham, A.K.A. Barry Dunham, A.K.A. And then the Democratic National Committee. But anyway, so you have these names: Barry Dunham and Barry So Et Toro. Isn't, isn't, isn't the Isn't the Dunham? There's some. Uh, that's the Kenya, the Kenya gang that he supposedly represents. Is it Dunham? I don't know. I don't think so. I yeah, didn't some, hear that. I, yeah, I heard about some. It's obviously, it's obvious that this whole thing is a publicity stunt to put Obama's weird names into the public consciousness to make people doubt, you know, who, you know, that he's anything but a phony. But meanwhile, of course, at just within the time that this thing started to blow up, that's when he threw out uh, Biden's name to 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 take the media. Away from this, I right. convinced of it, right. and and distract them back to something else that's you know that the media can deal with, like right. is well, who's Joe Biden? Right. Exactly. Oh, Let's pick, but, pull out the B roll on Biden, boys. Because it, the timing is too screwy. There was no reason, and it was almost like a panic thing with with the Biden thing because they were planning to uh, to uh, to like Twitter and yeah, to send and, and send uh, text messages. Text messages yeah. to, to all these people who wanted to, you know, they were supposed to find out first, but yeah. the media got it first, and then the website got it. And I don't know if the text no, I, messages no, I, were ever sent I, out. No, I think they gave it. Uh, they gave it to CNN first, which of course pissed everybody off, particularly the Twitterers. Um, and uh, and they had announced that they would be sending out the text message, like it makes any difference, um, on Saturday morning. So this morning, I guess so your I, time. I, so I think. Because the text message was going to be a huge, massive, uh, you know, I guess, you know, Brock doesn't, couldn't just do it himself on his Blackberry. <laughs> I think they had to, uh, you know, it, it, was supposed it, to be it wasn't something they could work out really quick. It, 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 it took a little bit of, uh, they probably had to find the company, you know, import the numbers or something like that. It was probably, I think you're right. It, they needed more time to get that mass uh, text message set up. Right. So what was the hurry? What was the rush? Why did they have to do this so quickly? They could have yeah. done it Monday. Good point. Unless it was something to do with this this Philip J. Berg thing to distract everybody because this thing was starting to get ahead of steam uh, amongst the right wingers. And it's going to be now it's going to be interesting to see if it even re if, if, you know, gets any uh, any traction. Right. Yeah. So, again, I mean, if the, if the Hillary camp is behind this uh, Philip J. Berg thing. Uh, as opposed to uh, Karl Rove, which I I don't believe is, uh -huh. even though it's got, and I think possibly the timing of it may prove that. 
then Hillary again has been skunked. I mean, she has been <laughs> beaten left and right every time she tries to do anything or her camp anything, even these you know kind of what you'd call a chicken shit action. Uh, she gets beat by the by the uh, Barack group, which yeah. seems to be better managed. Oh, well, no doubt their organization is slick, but, you know, th that's also just a matter of money. I mean, look how much money they have. His, his, I think his airplane is actually made out of 20s, $20 bills. Could be. Yeah. Did anyone, yeah, did anyone ever it. talk it's, about it's, that, about his um, his emergency landing, the emergency he had uh, on his airplane? Did we talk about that? You know, I don't think we, we might have, but it's, again... Uh, maybe it's, you know, it's possible that both these camps are just trying to kill each other. <laughs> it's, uh, it's certainly, it's certainly, uh, is feasible. You know, well, it's a, it's a, you know, I mean, Bill Clinton, more than anyone, knows the value of that job. Yeah, it doesn't pay but 400000 a year, but, you know, the oh, guy please, goes yeah. from being just a piss-poor, you know, dirt kicker to, like, a guy worth $100 million yeah. because he was president for eight years. I mean, there's something to be said for... Uh, the the leverage that you have in terms of your personal finances, so it's a job you'd you'd want to have, and I think uh... <laughs> it, it's definitely up there on the list of cool things to do. <laughs> Let me see, be president, yeah. all so, the, all the uh, free know, blow you can get. So I don't know. Hmm. I, I thought that emergency landing thing was a little peculiar. Yeah, for those of you, I mean, I think everyone who listens to the show probably knows, but. Uh... Obama's plane had a, an emergency in-flight. I've, I've heard the, the FAA tapes. I played them on the Daily Source Code. Uh, and they called for an emergency. They called for uh, crash, fire, rescue, everything. And they had uh, a, a problem with pitch control. And this, and here's what I don't like. And I do have some, some questions out to some buddy of mine. Um, what was explained as the problem was that an emergency raft inflated in the tail cone and right. when that took place, it apparently rubbed up against the control wires of um, the, uh, the tail. Yes, which is a high wing, uh, a high wing tail. Um, it, but then for some reason, once they lost altitude. What plane, what, I'm sorry, what it, plane was this? What kind of plane? I think it was a 757. It was, it was a big 757 plane. 757 doesn't have a high wing. 757 has. Uh, then it's, what, has a, what has a high wing? The high wind would be the MD-80s and, no, it wasn't and the, uh, the Well, I, we can find out pretty quick. Yeah, okay. Um, Obama plane. Come on, Google, show me what you're made of. <laughs> um, yeah, here it is. FAA acknowledges. Oh, now they're... So the, at first, the FAA said there was never an emergency called, but the, the tapes actually show... And the, a, ABC News broke that, actually. The tapes, um, clearly, you can hear them calling for that emergency. But the whole the, back to the reason it was supposed to be because of some... Which, by the way, FAA had never releases, or the NTSB never releases a report that quickly. Oh, you, we know what it is. It always takes weeks before you get any of that. Uh, yeah, or, or, right. or months or years sometimes. Um uh, you know, so apparently with this inflated emergency slide at uh, 27 or 32,000 feet, it, they had a pitch control problem, but they came down to, I guess, about 8,000 feet and, and it recovered. Um, what kind of, well, that's a peculiar event in and of itself, the way yes. it's described. But the other thing is what plane, except an old 727 uh, or some junker from God knows when, has a, has a, a, a thing in the back, in the tail section. I mean, there's no oh, but, exit no, that, there. No, uh, no, well, the, maybe the there are, there's be. a couple doors back there, yeah. Okay, but here the, it is. So, so, but wait, with wait, those doors, a, those a, doors... A, go ahead, go ahead. 
I'm just saying. I, I'm imagining what the plane's like inside. And there's a couple. There's one door that you I mean they feel. There's usually a galley back there, and most of these planes, and then there could be a door which would be an emergency exit in the back, which leads to the left or the right hand side of the plane, uh, port starboard. Um, and if one of those things went off within the door structure, it would either shoot out the. I didn't, I'm not getting it. I'm not seeing how it could get into the tail okay. section. So, well, so here, this is from ABC News, and I just love reading the mainstream reports because that's where you get the official word. So, by the way, uh, Barack's plane, his own plane, was uh, was out for maintenance. This was a plane that, oh, it gets so much better. The Clinton campaign had actually used uh, a week or so earlier. So here oh. we have, uh, oh yeah, Mark. Rosenker of the NTSB, the National Transportation Safety Board, again, who with any incident, any incident, never, ever have I seen them come out this quick. Uh, even with private aviation, it takes days, weeks, and it doesn't have to be uh, you know, a crash, anything. So he says, an inflatable slide in the tail cone of the plane had deployed, making control of the plane tough. Yeah, that's real aviation speak, buddy. It made control of the plane <laughs> tough. tough. There are hydro, uh, hydraulic lines back there. <laughs> there are hydraulic lines back there, Rosenker says. <laughs> and this is funny. There are control cables that deal with the elevators and other areas of control surfaces for the aircraft and could pot- potentially make it extremely difficult, if not impossible, to fly the aircraft. There you go. Thanks, Mr. Rosenker. I'm buying it. <laughs> That says huh. nothing. And why would why would it be different at uh, at higher altitude versus you know the uh, a lower pressure altitude where you where there's actually air? I mean, how, how, I know it, it's no one's asking these questions, by the way, which is the the most idiotic thing. No, of course not. Why would they? Because nobody else besides the two of us and a few of our listeners would even consider the fact that anything this sleazy, th- at least by our thesis. Would be occurring right before under their noses. before our very eyes. Exactly. I'm trying to find out what plane it was. I, I just recall it. Be, maybe it well. You're right. It was an MD80. Fuck. You're right, man. You are so right. Interesting. MD80, the exact type of aircraft that uh, that crashed in Madrid. That's also that's also a weird one. This is another fantastic example. Um, you know, there's absolutely zero news, no speculation, nothing. About what happened. Although I do know one thing. If you have an engine failure on takeoff on an MD-80, even, because I asked about it, even if your engine's on fire, you can still take off. So there must have been something else wrong. Hmm. I wonder if there's any, uh, any super delegates aboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrible, John. That's horrible. So a lot, of, uh, a lot of innocent people and children died in that man. That's fucked. Yeah, up. I know. I mean, but if you're going to be killing people, you know, you at what point well, do you oh, yeah, say, they, well, let's be a little no, circumspect yeah. with this one? Yeah, and and by the way, it is the CIA's favorite method of killing people. That I know. Just go read Legacy of Ashes, man. That's how they like to kill people in planes. Particularly yeah. small well, that's private. That's what the guy in the, in the uh, <laughs> Confessions of an Economic Hitman says. Same thing, exact same thing. Exact same he says thing. the easiest way to do it, you just, you know, especially these little planes, it's got, you know, they go up and they can shoot it out of the sky for all they, anyone cares. And it's like, shoot, who's yeah, going to say Absolutely. Thanks. I'm flying tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, your wife is concerned and all that. No, no, no. But I did send my, uh, my buddy, Captain Dan, who uh, flies with me. He was going on, uh, on holiday to France. With his family, and uh, we'd agreed, you know, a couple months ago. He said, "Could I have, you know, could I have the plane and could I fly it down?" I'm like, "Sure, Dan, no problem." I'm like, 
this is cool, you know, because if they're after me, you know, then uh, Dan can check it out, <laughs> see if it works. And he returns. Well, I don't know. I mean, the only people to be after you wouldn't be. I mean, wouldn't be probably have operatives there because we'd we'd have to assume the the number of factors here based on the fact that you sound like you're wearing a tinfoil hat. Right. One is that it would have to be either the Clintons or the Obama campaign. You know, whoever's behind these things, assuming that this theory is correct, as opposed to one of the. uh, intelligence agencies, which probably it would, I would guess, really like us to discuss this. Well, that's what I, th- and you know, we've, we've talked about this, and that, that's why I'm, uh, if anything, I'm more vocal about anything that I see coming up or thinking about, and you know, I'm not trying to hold anything back because that's what, the, you know, that's the easiest way to discredit me is if I really hit on something, they just say I'm a nutcase. And, uh, you know, and some people would hear me and believe me, but the majority wouldn't. So I think I'm pretty harmless, and, I th- and you're right. It's easy, you know. If, what would you say if you can't if you can't cover it up, turn it up? Right. So, uh, but anyways, I didn't know that that the Obama plane was previously uh, used by the Clintons. Clinton, yeah. And then you bar- he borrowed it. That is just it's just. <laughs> so I'm you know I'm I'm leaning. Because I'm still thinking, well, you know, Barack's from Chicago politics, and there's a bunch of, you know, they still have a history of mobsterism and that kind of thing. But I'm kind of leaning now on your side with the uh, Clintons uh, possibly being having something to do with this. I'm sorry. I didn't quite understand. You, you're leaning what? I'm leaning on your side. You're, you believe you. the Clintons are the <laughs> Thank bad you. I actors. I just, just wanted to hear you say it, John. That's all. <laughs> oh, you wanted me to repeat myself <laughs> so you could gloat. Yes, I'm feeling so good. <laughs> Well, I could switch. I can change my mind. Yeah, of course. So can I. It's totally allowed. Could it be the following? They This whole thing with the Obama plane was all a, a ruse that was set up by the Obama people to make it look as if the Clintons had some, maybe had some connection. That, I think, is, is highly likely. Although I, that still doesn't explain the NTSB um, guy coming out saying this totally, you know, unsubstantiated he's shit. He's an Obama man. He must he's, be. He's in Obama's he pop, mu- pocket. Oh, is he really? Let's see. I don't know. <laughs> this yeah, is what happens. He's a super delegate. Yeah, this is what happens. It's like you get all these ideas like Google this, Google that, and then it's like, hon, dinner is now cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing about that is that you, we got onto this crazy line of thinking because you and I went to lunch, and you, uh, mm. when the first the guy, the guy was, right. that was executed in Arkansas or assassinated, yeah. uh, we were sitting at lunch. It was in Fring, Fringal in San Francisco, and you had your phone with a browser on it mm-hmm. and we right there came to the well what, what if the guy was a super delegate you think yeah. and then you immediately google. looked it up on google and bingo <laughs> super delegate <laughs> super delegate dead and so then you went kind of into the you know that's when you started digging up later the you know the, the, the whole body, Clinton body the, count but then but so then that's, like, for yeah. anybody out there who wants to know the genesis that that's how it that's started. really the genesis yeah but then you know just wow man it's like blown away Let's switch off of this. I'm tired of the Clintons. Here's one for you. I'm sure you've seen this about Intel uh, demonstrating wireless power. Yeah. I love that. How are they doing well, that? Well, you know, it's, it's, I mean, Tesla had right. done that 150 right. years ago or whatever. That, that's the whole story of his uh, his tower that he was going to beam uh, electricity to people uh, wirelessly and and it never uh, emerged because you know he ran out of money or his money supply was cut off because of course the rockefellers who uh um, well, who had copper i remember i remember back in i think it was the 70s or 
1980s, where there was a plan to beam wireless power from satellites via microwaves. I love it. And you know, people didn't like the idea of being cooked on <laughs> Earth while <laughs> while the power. Was, right. Hey, we got light bulbs lit, but I'm feeling really kind of dizzy. How do they do you it know? though? What, what's the what's the science behind it? That's is that the the ether they're using, or what people are calling the ether? Well, I mean, just a, you know, you phenomenal. can put a, a high energy. Um, wave out in the form of radio or whatever and you can target it and and it can be absorbed by i mean that's how the passive uh, antenna works anyway i mean what what is it when you receive a, your network broadcast signal that is sure. power no, no, sure but but a, to make a 60 watt light bulb glow that's pretty cool from uh yeah from that's a lot of juice away. yeah they did it they say well retaining 75 percent of the energy they started with so i guess yeah. they started with like 90 watts of power I mean, I mean, I've I've been on ships and uh, on pirate radio ships where you could hold up a um, a fluorescent light tube on the deck and it would just light up because of the AM uh, transmitter. So I, you know, right, and I've been right. with same F- thing. FM transmitters, same thing. But still, you're talking about to make even a small six volt uh, bulb glow. Ah, man, we'd have to put it close up to an antenna that was pumping at least two hundred fifty watts. Yeah, I'm surprised your arm didn't fall off. <laughs> well, you can't say I'm normal now, can you? And now, now I understand it all. It's come, it's clear now. There's some lasting effects. And and, uh, the one conspiracy theory of this week that I just love is this Michael Phelps uh, seventh medal Omega scandal. Oh, where the guy, where they still some question whether he was first. Yeah. And that one race, I think it was a butterfly, something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, that's not really what's going I mean, that's a minor scandal. I think that's another cover for what's really going on. It's the scandal within the boxing community. Oh, really? Over what appears to be rigged matches, oh. have poor officiating, uh, incompetence, according to the American commentators who have watched 300, almost 300 fights, and they were on last night moaning about this, and they showed examples of one guy, like, getting pounded and getting no points, and another guy getting love-tapped, and getting points, and another guy losing points for what the other guy was doing. It, it was, <clears throat> you know, John. I got to tell you, I'm looking at it right now. Judging scandal rocks Olympic boxing competition, but it's 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 more of the same thing. I think the whole Olympics is just one complete political corrupt money grubbing scheme. I thought it before all of this. I think I think they're separate. You know, now we've got the the Chinese uh, athletes who you know apparently some of them were like underage three. Yeah, you know, 14 and, uh, you know, falsified passports. It makes total sense that all of this shit is just one big corrupt ball of crap. Well, the, I'll tell you this. There was one instance where there was this thing where you jump over the horse, you know, that the girls were doing. And, yeah. and the Chinese woman who was the big favorite, who, by the way, I, I see the Chinese and I, I don't want to make a, a generalization, but I think they're chokers. And um, Chokers. They, they do well when there's no pressure, but when they're under a little pressure, well, I think yeah. it's because they're always worried about their family being taken out and shot. Right, like the uh, that, like the track and field guy who uh, pulled his hamstring. He was the huge celebrity, right? He already had all the Coke endorsements and all the big uh, all the big deals, and he he couldn't even do the hurdles because he pulled his hamstring right out of the gate. Right. So anyway, this one girl comes and she does the jump. You know, you jump over this horse and spin and spin and then land, and she fell. And she still got the bronze over well, an American who did a really good job. It's a ludicrous. Well, hold on a second. The landing doesn't count for everything. You don't know how the judging process works. 
Yeah, I know how it works. <laughs> you fall, you can't get bronze, damn it. That's just wrong. <laughs> so anyway, the... Uh, but the thing about it, Phelps that I liked is that Omega's doing the timing. Omega's been sponsoring him for five years. You know, mm. Omega talks about they have this... Did you see that site, a hundredth of a second dot com? Mm-mm. Oh, they've got all the links there. That's so, here's the one that you gotta you got to hear about. Hold on. You know, this wouldn't have happened, I might add, if they had... If it was a tie and they both got the gold, he would have still gotten his gold and there would have been no grousing. Yeah, true. Let me and it see. looked like a tie. You know, I looked at that thing a million times and it looked like a tie to me. I mean, it's underwater. You know, this camera underwater is like, you know, just I don't see that. They didn't well, you, have have, it. you have to hit it with uh, with both hands. That's that's the official uh F-I-M-A no, you don't. Rules. Yeah, you just the, touch it with the one hand. No, I think the rules actually no, state that no, in the no, butterfly. No. Well, I have the rules here. In the, the look at this site, a hundredth of a second dot com. I mean, they're pointing to something that looks like rules. Here, F F I N A official swimming rules for butterfly races state the requirement of both hands simultaneously touching the pad, and that's from mm. F I N A dot org. So that's in the butterfly, I guess, only. Yes, which they were doing at the time. Yes, I understand okay. that much. Okay, now let me find for you the black box quote, which is just too funny. Um, is this FINA.org? Yeah. What do you get? Water is our world 100 years. Uh, I don't know. Hold I'm on. Looking at the, at the splash page. Um, yeah, FINA.org. Here, I've got the. Uh, this site's really good, this hundredsofasecond.com. Here, I'll send it to you through Skype. Uh, they What they did is they took screenshots of uh, all of these sites. Okay, so here's... This is the one that I like. This is from their own literature. Oh, shit. I lost it already. How do I get to it? Are you looking at that thing? Yeah, I am. See what it says? So, did you underline that yourself? <laughs> No, I did not. <laughs> I'm just saying, it looks like some some kid, you know, with a it's done with, with a mouse. Microsoft circles. Paint. <laughs> it's done with paint. <laughs> Can't you tell? Here it is. This is uh, this is from OmegaWatches.com. Yeah, th you'll love this. A 1995 Omega combined timekeeping with information technology, introducing ARES, the automatic recording evaluation system, combining a black box chronograph unit that captures and prints times from sensors in the pool with a computer that can process the data and make it available to the outside world without compromising the security of the black box. <laughs> Who's their marketing guy? I don't know. It sounds like he was in the CIA or the KGB. <laughs> well, anyway, the guy is still half fish. It doesn't matter. No, the guy's amazing. Yeah. But, Even uh, though I think, he, you know, he looks to me, because he's got this funny smile and a big goofy smile, he looks like a character in a Nick Parks, Wallace and Gromit movie. <laughs> I mean, think about him as a Wallace and Gromit puppet or a clay character, and you, it's just, you can't not laugh. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. meanwhile, of course, the real news is the guy, these these Jamaicans who all of a sudden, how did this happen? Dude, now they're the powerhouse running. runners. You tell me there's not some kind of something going on there. It seems a little fishy. Now, Jamaica's, you know, well, we know about the bobsled team, but they, they've, always, they've had a lot of runners. I mean, maybe it's just their time, you know.
Well, I guess it is. I'm There's a lot, you, of, a lot of crap going everybody. on in Jamaica. Maybe they have to run faster, run away from trouble. It could be. So I guess, but nothing else, at least the Americans, it looks like uh, to be tomorrow where we're doing this recording on Saturday, so it'll be Sunday. Uh, the American basketball team at least is fun to watch. I, uh, I, my girls won the uh, the Dutch uh, female hockey team. They won the, 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 uh, the field hockey? Yeah. Hmm. I, I, I've been following them for years, mainly because they are extremely hot. Have you noticed that, by the way, that almost every hot athlete in the Olympics across the board, and I've seen it in Sweden, Germany, the Netherlands, probably not the U.S., but they're all showing up in... Uh, you bikinis. Know, well, bikinis or semi-nude, you know, they're an FHM, uh, you know, they're they're all showing up naked. I mean, when I first saw this, was at some games, uh, I think it was last year, in fact, I was going to blog it, I have some pictures, because I'm watching some girl do the pole vault, and this woman had almost nothing on. She had like a thong and a, and a skimpy top. And she's jumping over the, you know, she's doing a pole vault. And I'm thinking, what the, how, how did it's, they allow this? I mean, the men aren't going out like yeah, that. Yeah, we, we already talked about this last week. Yeah, we talk about it all yeah. the time. Yeah, well, it's because it's the we greatest be show on earth, man. It. It's the greatest, yeah, well, it's the greatest show on earth. And it's rigged. And it's all about the show. Done. I'm done with it. Then it, it, it won't be around next week. Thank God. Yeah, well, I have enjoyed watching it, except that the corrupt part of it, and the poor judging, and the that part. I mean, they can manage to get you know the one thing about the boxing they they made the assertion that we've got the best people from around the world to do the judging, and the best people from around the world to be the referees, and they got they don't have the best people. They have the, some of the best athletes that come to this thing to make a big party out of it, but when it comes to the officiating, they they're slouches. They're obviously not paying enough, or it's like, well, you have to, you know, it's good for your, you know, one of those things where you want to get people to come to something because it's good for your bio you know you would this will be good for your bio your resume you know so we're not going to pay you crap cheap (laughs) exactly think of all the goodwill you'll create you know, and it's you know you can use it as leverage, but you know this is what happens by the way in a lot of trade shows. And I, I explain how come you're not speaking at people say to me always how come you're not speaking at CES? Yeah, I never speak yeah. at CES because they don't pay a nickel. Here's a, an operation. <laughs> Seriously, no, why no, the, way, I, the, the way it if, works is you're supposed to pay them. That's how it works. You pay them, you get the speaking slot. That isn't that the whole system? No, actually, you have to speak for free. But, but the point is, is that it's a profit-making operation. They're making millions and millions of dollars, and they're doing it off the backs of volunteers who don't get a nickel. And what really irked me about the last time I was invited, uh, I said, "Well, you pay anything? No. Uh, well, can you get me? I mean, I'd have to come in a day early to do this. Can you put me up in a room somewhere? I know you've got a bunch of rooms, you know, for the play." <laughs> No, can't give you a free room. I'm thinking, well, what am I supposed to do? Screw you. That's exactly what happened with the. I, actually, I, I did a whole thing on the source code about uh, the the new media expo, which was held last weekend in Vegas. The uh, the organizer, Tim Bork, when he's uh, it sounds like he wants to quit. He says, you know, he can't, I guess he can't really make it work for him. He can't can't make money out of it. Uh, but he does go into quite some depth about the whole pay to play issue, where it's really reversed. It's like if you know, so. If, if for some reason I wanted to do a keynote, uh, now I'm not saying that this is the, this is how it works with the new media expo, but with most, you know, with most, co- most conferences, you either buy a booth or you become a sponsor and then you get a, a speaking slot. So it, it works from a, from a corporation, but when they, that's why you don't see many interesting solo speakers for the reasons you just mentioned. You know, they, 
either don't have the money, don't want to spend the money, but it's also just not kind of how it works anymore. No, I, you've, I've heard about this before. In fact, you've talked about it with these, these are smaller conferences. Uh, I don't think anybody's buying the keynote at CES. I think that's an invitation only thing. You know what I and, mean? And you know, though. having the big keynote and you hear this, you know, John Chambers or Bill Gates or something, you know, he draws a big crowd and they get to promote their products. But you know, guys like me who are writers, I mean, I don't have a book out. I mean, there's nothing for me to promote. I, I would be there as an objective, you know, s- speaker or someone heading a panel or on a panel. And so I, it's like, there's no benefit to me to do this for free. It's a waste of my time. You know, there's only 50 to 150 people in a, in a typical small audience. I'm not getting the big you, room. You get no business out of it, I'm sure. Maybe I get well, no maybe business out of it. It's a complete engagement. joke. Yeah. And then they're then they're all uppity about the fact that I won't do it for free. Yeah. No, I get the same thing with with all these new media conferences. Hey, come and speak. And they'll put me up, right? I'm like, well, I don't see what the benefit is, you know. And then we'll have your guys spend another ten thousand on sponsoring the event. It's like, uh, 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 yeah. Well, anyway. So, but that's kind of you know what I'm thinking with the Olympics. They must be doing pulling that cheap ass stunt, you know, of saying, well, no, it's good for your bio, and they always have this th- excuse by the way. No, it'll look good on your resume. You can say you spoke here. I'm saying, yeah. yeah, I can say I spoke there anyway because no one's going to know one way or the other. I can just put it on the resume. You and be Joe, like Joe Biden. Joe Biden. <laughs> that's right. You can become vice president with that tactic. <laughs> the UK economy shuddered to a halt, writes the Financial Times. Shuddered to a halt. It's happening, Johnny boy. Well, what's happening is we're seeing the teeter-totter effect of the price of oil falling, never going to hit 200, as uh, some people have predicted. No, no, I've, I've adjusted that. I've said it's going back down to 60 or 50. And, and, right, and so by it's the way, going it, that way, and the dollar's going up, sneaking up on the same on the same kind of like, let's well, move our money this uh, way. You're a little bit behind, John, because that's not entirely true. You know, oil had a real seesaw. It, it dropped five, six No, bucks. I agree, I agree, but now it, it took another big dip, but... So I'm right. in San Francisco. Uh, Down six you did, bucks. Right. I'm in San Francisco roaming around yesterday with my son, uh, and he. We went to H and M, which you know he couldn't find in San Francisco. But I you know it's kind of from some it's weird. It's off of Union Square, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but it's, you can't really see it from any place that you'd normally like. If you were at Macy's and looked up for the H, you wouldn't be actually. You can't see. So you, you can't see know it from it there. That's it's true. A, it's weird. Yeah, it's I, I know. I, I know where it is just by chance, but yeah. Yeah, it's on Powell. And anyway, so, but uh, you go in there and the place is crawling with the Europeans. And then I was at, you know, looking for some shoes because I need shoes. And, um, and I'm in the place at, a, I went to the, uh, um, uh, Cole Hahn store mm-hmm. and checked out some stuff and they, which is like this. Now it's like the shoes aren't quite as expensive as they used to be, but they have these Nike soles. And so if you, they basically, they're, now you can't get them rehealed. Yeah, because they like, they're, they're glued soles, right? Yeah, they're glued, yeah. you know, I'm sure, they're, and they're comfortable, but, you know, but they're plastic glued. I don't know what they're, what they're thinking. Whatever, do, people, anyway. do people still, I mean, I get my shoes rehealed, resold all the time. Do people still do that, or is that, am I just really old-fashioned that way? No, no, they, we have two places in Berkeley that'll do it, and there used to be one in Albany which closed. No, I do it all. I still do it. I mean, if you have, like, so if some good-ass shoes, you, you want to keep the comfortable, you if you have a good pair of sh- like some Gucci's or something like that, and the, and the, you they're usually especially the Italian shoes, they have a very thin sole, yeah. and so you don't get that much mileage out of them before you get a you know the the sole gets a little hole in it. You got to have the whole bottom replaced. It costs it's not cheap, but the shoes are pretty expensive. Yeah, but they last forever if you keep you know if you keep them you keep, up. Yeah, keep them keep uh, take care of them. 
Anyway, so I asked the guy, he says, because I'm in there and there's a German couple roaming around looking at these expensive bags uh, that are, I don't know, thousand dollars. Yeah, like $2,000 bags, I know. It drives me nuts. And they're just buying them because to them, everything's half, half price, price because half of the price. dollar to euro ratio. So these people come over here and they see a, you know, an expensive bag that's 500 bucks, let's say. And to them, it's 250 bucks, which they can't get in their own country for less than 600. And so they're, you know, buying left and right. They're doing all kinds of purchasing. They're going crazy, actually. But, but, and, but, but that's but, just but the exchange, the, John. That's just, that's just the exchange. And of course, that makes sense for tourism. By the way, for the euro, it's not one to two it's a one to one to one and a half is what it is now um but well to me it's one to two and i'll tell you why because one time when i was in i was in europe a few years ago when it was when the when the euro was 80 cents yeah and so now it's almost a buck 60 so to me it's it's doubled okay. okay i got you but but the real problem is the financial system is falling apart. This is no bottom we've seen, John. This this oh, shit yeah. is bottom. No, this yeah, shit everything is going you down. The bottom. Everything is going down even more, including well, the dollar, including oil. Um, I think we're almost officially at hyperinflation in the U.S. It feels like yeah, I'm telling you, we're, we're almost. At, you watch, it's about to happen. I'm predicting it here. Don't laugh at well, me. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> I'm planning on opening up some real weird whoop ass on you later on. <laughs> yeah. Don't laugh at me about this. This is nothing. Well, it's not happening the way you describe it. We're at the bottom. The thing is bounced. It's, it's, it's like dragging its ass along the rocks. So you're saying the dollar is at bottom now. This is where it's going to stay. It's not going to go down any lower. It's going to go up. Okay. We'll see. Oil's going down. Dollar's going up. We're going to be having, as soon as the next president gets elected, there's going to be a boom, massive boom. Everyone is going to be all jacked up. They're going to be going crazy. And then you'll have a real crash, and then you'll wonder what happened. Okay, so it's, it's imminent. We're just going to have an interim bump of all kinds of craziness, which is, which, which, have you heard of this thing called the Plunge Protection Team? No. This is interesting. I like the name of it. Yeah, this is, uh, I read this. Um, it, it has a different name, but, it, but it's, it's known as the, let me see, plunge, Ron Paul was talking about it. The plunge protection team is apparently, it's a group of, uh, uh, here we go. Wikipedia. I'll just read it. Well, Washington Post. Hold on. Let me get, get it from Washington Post. It makes me feel better. Uh, they actually list it here. Plunge protection team. Well, Okay, so w w the idea is that there's a group of individuals who are brought in, and when when the markets are about to plunge, because you can man manipulate markets as long as you have enough money and you can keep uh, liquidity going quick enough, you can keep you know trading stuff back and forth. It's all about the uh, the volume and the activity and liquidity of whatever it is you're trading. That's how that's really how markets work. And so the um, the president can call in. Here it is, the Working Group on Financial Matters, otherwise known as the Plunge Protection Team. Uh, it includes the Secretary of the Treasury, Chairman of the Fed, Securities and Exchange Commission, Commodity Futures Trading Commission. And they will then uh, start to place and, and execute orders uh, of huge magnitude, of billions, um, which uh, is, is intended to stop the plunge. I can't believe you never heard of this. Well, I haven't. 
Okay. It sounds like a fiasco waiting to happen. Well, of course it is. <laughs> and it'll, it always ends in tears when you do stuff like that. But uh, it sounds to me like they've... Uh, I've heard from, you know, read in different reports that, the, that this has actually been the plunge protection team has been called in. And uh, they're already working their stuff. Hmm. Uh, now I have to look into this for further discussion. Okay. Please do, because, you know, I value your... Your analysis. No, you on don't. That. <laughs> yes, I do. I look forward to this chat every Saturday. You know, it's okay that you know sometimes I'm talking and you're just tapping away. You know, writing your next fucking novel on your on your computer, not listening to what I have to say. But I, I enjoy. Was, it I'm sorry. Talk. What was that again? No, never mind. I get lots of complaints. I get complaints that when I'm talking, you just you're you're doing your admin. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on that machine. I'm not on that the writing machine. I'm on the. I'm when I'm if I'm if you hear me tapping, it's because I'm looking something up. You're, okay, you're on the to, surfing to, machine for the purposes of debate. Okay, okay. Um. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I'm out the plunge protection. What a plunge! What a, well, jeez. <laughs> yeah. What kind of a term is that? You know, but plunge I, usually refers to a public swimming pool in a small town. <laughs> I've been watching uh, uh, throughout the week. Every evening around the you know around eight o'clock, I'll uh, I'll watch. Uh, now even later than that, I guess uh, the closing bell on CNBC. You know, watch a little bit of Fox News and the CNBC stuff is just every every analyst, every guy, they're all saying the same thing. Well, uh, it's hard to tell. <laughs> Can't quite see uh, where we're at right now. <laughs> Well, they had. Uh, there's a thing, and if we have it on the blog again, uh, you should, J- uh, Jim Cramer. Yeah, you know, I saw uh, that. No, I saw that live. That was on CNBC. I saw him sitting there saying, "You know, everyone just get out of the market. You shouldn't trade Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. It's it's a ripoff. It's, it's an." He says it, it's rigged. It's yeah. He he said it's an, almost literally said it's an in, inside job. He says you got to be crazy. And it's funny because Patricia's sitting there because she's never seen Jim Cramer, and she and she's and she's sitting there going like. Is this guy for real? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he's actually quite for real, and he really means what he said. He talks like an idiot. Said, yeah, that's kind of his whole. Sh- you should see his show. Well, no, you know, he, he. I think the you know what why she thinks he talks like an idiot is because at various moments when he gets emotional, he actually exudes the Mickey Mouse voice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's high pitch. He does, he does, he does. Right. I know yeah, she's right. fucking goofy. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. So, um, and and it's and because there was a moment in, within the thing that says, "Man, he sounds just like Mickey Mouse with this with his high." He needs to you know get some testosterone uh, uh, supplements or something to get his voice down a little bit. It's too high pitch. I'm surprised. It must I mean I think dogs you know miles away are, are turning their heads <laughs> Please, when he's John. Okay, no no reason to get mean on Mr. Kramer. Yeah, he's, he does. He's a he's a good entertainer. I mean, they uh, there's a couple of guys who track his predictions. You know, do buy this, sell that, buy this, sell that, and um, he's just right. And he's in the middle. He doesn't. He's no better than anybody else. Yeah, he's actually no better than us. If we were in the middle of all of that action, we'd have a similar type show. Yeah, and it would be the same. You know, series of good picks and bad. Yeah, but of course the the big news. Um, I'm so happy that our government has shown us once and for all the uh, and have solved for us the mystery of World Trade Center 7 collapsing. Yeah. That that was that, <laughs> that was pretty amazing. 
Yeah, that was, I was, I'm surprised that they just didn't let the thing fester. I mean, they came out with a statement that it was the fire. <laughs> the place was on fire. And so then out of the blue, it collapses like it was. Oh, hold on a second. No, no, it didn't collapse in free fall. It was only at 47% of free, free fall. <laughs> Is that what they said? Yeah. Listen, let me tell you how this went down, okay? So I'll just, I'll just tell you once and for all, and then we can be done with this. First of all, the whole reason why is because of the Enron documents contained in that building. Secret Service, SEC, there's a lot of shit that had to go away. It had to be burned. It had to be disintegrated. That's why. Okay? And there's, and there's lots more reasons behind that. Now, there was no time. I I, I, I got to tell you, of it, both for, for all three towers now, I'm going to tell you that there wasn't even time for them to put explosives in, even though Larry Silverstein, owner of the building, said we should pull the building. This was clearly, clearly a pulse energy weapon. No. <laughs> yes. Clearly, in, in all three cases, obviously a combination of whatever it was, there was some pulverizing force of some, some weapon that we have not been exposed to. There's, there's just no other explanation for all of this. Well, there is actually. I think the if we're going to be, if we're going to take the side of the truthers, which I love that term by the way, because it, it just sounds nutty. I am a truther. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good. So um, there was one video that was done early on when the truthers started to emerge. Uh, that we actually we blogged this too. It's on there somewhere. The tr problem is with my blog; it's got so many posts now, and it's been going for four years that you can't find anything. Right, the I'm search is to, almost ineffective. Yeah, the search doesn't work. Mm -hmm. But anyway, the, they, some guys said that they had closed these buildings, including the big ones, for some sort of retrofitting. Oh yeah, uh, I've heard all this. And then they the argument is they loaded them up with the with the, the bombs. crap to blow yeah, them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and um, it was a Bin Laden company that did that by the way it was what yeah uh, the, a, a, bin laden a, a bin laden construction company that did all that yeah well i didn't get that part of it but whatever yeah. the case was it seems to me that somebody some at some point would spill the beans on this because it's not one guy doing it obviously it's a whole team of people and that they would come out of the woodwork unless they've been assassinated or they're in some other country or they're hiding out i mean i'd be if it was me that had been involved with rigging that building seven to blow up i would be scared of course of course As a, particularly if you're a super delegate exactly <laughs> only a super delegate but that's why i'm telling you pulse energy weapon john oh, pulse please. energy weapon somebody would have been knocked on their ass you know i've and i uh, i've seen recent truther videos and they're getting better and the quality is getting better and uh, and i watch it's very it's i love watching it you know it doesn't really know uh, those truther videos are great yeah. and by the way for people out there they're there you'll see these truthers they're all over the place with these signs and they like to talk and many of them have copies of the discs which they freely distribute they don't cost anything you ask them for if they have a dvd and they want you to copy and give it to your friends and i have a couple mm -hmm. or two or three i think yeah. and you know some of them are better than others but they you know they're just it's a, it's a very weird underground uh um well it's not uh, that uh, first of all it's not that under see for, i just let me state that for me it doesn't matter because you know that was so long ago that you know there's a lot more shit that's that i'm interested in what's happening you know that we got to be on the lookout for 
But that for me was the awakening. Like, okay, this stinks. You know, no matter what happened. But I'm seeing videos, and and I love these. Bill Giltner is a guy who posts a lot of stuff uh, on uh, on Drop.io slash Daily Source Code and and puts stuff into comments. Also on No Agenda, I think he puts some comments. And they're showing proof um, how the video of the towers was manipulated. And, you know, you see like, you know how you see a Photoshop where you'll see, you know, the smoke copy and pasted three times if you just have any random Photoshop job. So he's showing how this was done in in video. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just saying it's very interesting to watch. And then there's the whole thing that the BBC, uh, you know, announced that the Building 7 had collapsed, you know, like 40 minutes before it actually collapsed. (coughs) You know, that's just misreporting. Yeah. The um, pulse energy weapon. The I'm remind you know this is yeah the same thing they used in Oklahoma City. <laughs> pulse energy weapon. Yeah, well, that's an interesting theory. That's about as cra- crazy as anything you've brought up ever. No, no, no. I think my meeting with the Pleiadian tomorrow—that's going to be even bigger, even nuttier. Your what? My uh, meeting with the extraterrestrial tomorrow. Oh. Right, I'm, I'm coming out. I'm telling you, you finally you, you you've exposed your uh, the, okay. You, now you have to tell us public what, okay, what, what yeah. you're talking about. All right, so I've been working on this for a couple months. I've been in touch with a group in uh, the Netherlands. They have a pretty cool website, niburu.nl. N i b u r u dot n l. Um, it's in Dutch, but they they link basically they're an alternative news service. Um, but the guy who um, who started this in 2002, he started as the as the UFO, um, uh, what do you call it? I know the Dutch word. Well, if you uh, you know the main UFO reporting place in the Netherlands, and uh, and he was really more into aviation and UFOs and stuff like that. But then he got wrapped up in a whole bunch of other stuff anyway. So. And I could tell you, I could talk to you for hours about the theories and, you know, or not, they don't consider them theories, what they actually believe is taking place. Um, and so, you know, I had him on the radio show, uh, in the, you know, the Dutch radio show. An interesting guy, he's 58. He's, you know, he's had several different careers and, uh, and he's been doing this for the past uh, six or seven. Um, uh, you know, doesn't make much money off of it. <laughs> But, uh, you know, at a certain point, I said, you know, this is really interesting. I'm open to all kinds of theory. I'll listen to everything and anything. And I'm in, and, and there's a lot of, a lot of things that go into, you know, these 2012, um, you know, the UFOs, um, you know, water crystals, you name it. All that stuff is, 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 I'm interested in all of it. There's a lot of it that's Water crystal. What is water crystals? Um, it's the guy who's been doing, this guy's been doing experiments for a long time where you can, uh, analyze the crystallization of water and it responds differently to different inputs. So one of the experiments they do is, uh, they just hang a sign. They take two identical bottles of water, same water source, hang one, hang a sign on one that says love and then hang a sign on the other one that will say, you know, car or something else, something irrelevant. And you'll see that there's, um, that when they look at the crystallization of that water, it's very, you know, actually the, um, the the one with the with the kind of the bogus label will have you know a very unstructured crystal uh, formation, but the one that had the label love on it has a very structured, very beautiful crystal. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, you know what, Bubba, Bubba Martin will find the link for that, and he'll put that into the show notes at uh, noagenda.mevio.com. So anyway, so I said, uh, you know, so uh, I want to meet one of these uh, Pleiadians, I think is uh, how you pronounce it. And he now, said, we're, okay. we're, we're assuming that these UFO people, they've, they've categorized these aliens as these Pleiadians as one, and then there's the greys, oh, right? The, different... Yeah, there's like 57 different varieties. Oh, okay. They're different. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, the only question I am going to ask when I meet this uh, Pleiadian... Well, wait, let's back up. You're going to get to meet somebody who claims to be one of these guys? Yes. Tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and, it's, and look, I said, look, you know, you guys have this whole story. You want to, you know, that we, uh, you know, we have uh, the ascension to the fifth dimension. We're at the dawning of the age of Aquarius. The earth is changing. Now they've bypassed our leaders who have... Uh, held them away for 70 years, and now they're coming directly to us, hence the increased activity in UFO sightings. Um, and uh, so they're trying to get the word out and wake people up. And, you know, I think consider no difference really between waking people up to saying, look at what your government is doing, look at, look at the prison you actually live in, versus um, here comes salvation. I mean, it's all kind of, it's, it's like religion, it's all kind of the same thing, but I'm looking for something pretty concrete, you know, before I buy into the story and help you guys, uh, uh, you know. Promote your agenda. Promote the agenda, yeah, and, you know, I, I think I deserve a little bit of help here because I've, I've been open, I've tried to raise my, the frequencies of my body and chakras and I don't see no fucking ships yet. So, let me meet this guy and, uh, and I'll get a real good sense of what I think. Or this. Yeah, so you'll be reporting next week, or you'll be reporting on oh, Daily Source Code, I'm uh, sure, before you well, talk to me. I haven't actually uh, talked about this on Daily Source Code. I, I, I wanted to keep this kind of our thing. No, oh, okay. Because it, it's, I think it's much better for you to be sitting there guffawing, laughing, whistling, typing on your keyboard, and generally just telling me I'm an idiot. Uh, that I've never it, said you're an idiot. No, no, no. <laughs> Kooky, perhaps. Because that way, then, you know, there's kind Kooky. of balance. There's a, there's a balance in the, hey. in the information, and, and people can take it either way. And, and uh, I'll, I'll, you know, I think, oh, I, I think it's you important. Know, I mean, it's you important. probably have your fans that think I'm some sort of a stiff. No, no, And I have my fans who think you're a kook. Really? That's funny, because all, all my peeps, all my fans love you. Hmm. Well, they probably only because I keep you from going off the true deep end. <laughs> yeah. Well, I figured um, I've kind of made a decision. I might as well just go all out until 2012. <laughs> I got nothing to lose, right? I might just might as well go completely nutty and see where we wind up. You know, it'll be entertaining at least. You know, there's nothing to lose. Well, you yeah. some your sanity, but no, I'm not going to lose uh, my sanity. Well, I don't know how many of the, I mean, but the term, by the way, I do like this British term for this type of thing, which is nutter. nutter. He's a nutter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'm sure that there's a number of people that listen to the, to us and they probably just think, well, at least Adam's, you know, at least he's more open-minded than Dvorak. Well, it, but it's important. And I know that you're also playing the other side specifically because it's important. It's, it's important for the story. Uh, but I'll tell you that the people are so desperate here in the UK, and these are people who are doing okay for themselves. But you know, they're um, they have uh, restaurants or they have uh, you know other places that are very dependent upon uh, people's cash uh, in hand in the economy, and uh, and they know that I'm a nutter. Oh, is that a is that Yankee's a nutter? Oh, what's he got up his sleeve today? Fighting the reptiles, are you, Adam? And uh, but you know, when I tell them these stories, you know, they're actually like. They're so desperate for any good news that they'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll listen. It's like, yeah, man, have another cappuccino. Tell me some more. Are they coming? 
I've convinced one guy that he has this parking lot. He has a club, Michelle, Michelle Harper. He's got this place called Harper's. It's a huge club in town. I mean, it, he, he tried to get a casino license for it, and he's been battling uh, council forever. So he wants to get this parking lot behind uh, behind his place, and I said, "Dude, you know, here's what we do: we call it Harper's 2012, and we paint a, you know, we make a big fucking landing spot in this uh, in this parking lot, and we just market that and promote it. And who knows, they might actually come." No, that is actually one uh, genius marketing uh, idea. That and that's what he picked up on. He said, "That's fucking great." He says, "Curry, you're nuts," but I'm, I think I, I, he's going to do it. Yeah, well, most bars and restaurants are going to last to 2012, even if nothing happens on 2012, which will be the situation. Mm. But uh, but anyway, by the way, I did get I finally got my copy of Legacy of Ashes, which is the book ah, that you've been yes. demanding I read. Have you and, started? Have you finished? Oh God, the thing's huge. Yeah, I told you, it's, and it's you got to concentrate. It's not like just read it on the plane. You got to like sit there right. and think about a lot of stuff. Yes, but but you can also read it like you can much nonfiction, which is you can just pick it up like a Bible and just open it up and read these hilarious anecdotes about you know one thing or another, and they're just it's just a, it's actually a very funny book. I, mean, I, I even knew you'd they, like it, man. I knew you'd like it. There's the one where they they got you know it's just I mean it's like you know somebody gets a you know the Russians need to put some controls into a pipeline so they have to buy some controller from they, they, we won't sell it to them to keep the pipeline working and so they go to Canada but apparently it's a spook company that you know we had something to do with and so they give them a a controller that keeps the pipeline filled with oil pumping it, and then it slowly ratchets it up to pressure I know. and blows the thing to smithereens but with it, but, too but much oil when you read that book, it's just you, hilarious. You, you there you go like we're a bunch of infantile freaking idiots we've been playing this freaking game with the world for for 50 60 years and it's dumb the result is always the same jokes. yeah but it, and you know you'll read about the fluoride you'll read about the coke the, the drug running you're gonna read all the stuff that you've read in the news that you that you were partial to just by being exposed to some of the story remember my uncle who was there at almost inception when they went from OSS to CIA, he says, Adam, it's all true. It's all true. Almost, unfortunately for him, a lot, you know, some of the things there that he was involved with are true as well, including sending hundreds of North Vietnamese boys to their, to their certain death without him knowing that that's what was happening. But it's all true. Yeah, well, I mean, I... I... I would assume that it's it sounds true. I mean, it reads like it's true. It's a really good document. It's, but but there's there's a this this humor that is. I mean, there's also this kind of a sadness because the conclusion of the book. First thing my son does. He by the way, there's a book out there everyone should read called How to Read a Book, and uh, I think it's a very it's a classic. I think uh, I think it was Fatman or somebody yeah, wrote heard it. Of it. I've heard of it. But anyway, it's uh, he first thing he does is he goes and looks for the looks at the conclusion and and you know reveals it of course, which is that you know that there's the whole thing oh, is spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Yeah, the whole thing is what ineffective. I mean, the whole mechanism. <laughs> it's all it's stupid, not, right? It's completely but, dumb. Uh, it's funny. It's a good book. If you want to know what the United States is all about, and that's your book. Well, it's anyway. There's yeah, there is a juvenile aspect to it, and but you know, killing people left and right is probably not necessarily a positive thing to be involved with. <laughs> no, it's not. In small planes.
So what else we got? What is going on over there besides you say the economy came to a halt? In <laughs> a grinding halt, they say. Well, it's, hmm. gotten, it's gotten really bad, John. It really has. People are just, people are so numbed and terrorized here. Um, I was watching a show last night on TV, and this is one of these very typical shows that, you've seen them in the States, uh, it's like a cops, it's a reality-based show, and, uh, and what they do is they go on stakeout, and then they wait for guys to drive up and try to pick up hookers who are walking on the street. <clears throat> and then they bust them, right? This is, this is our law enforcement at work. So they have a version of this show, which is, and it's, it's, um, crime, like crime watch or crime scene or something. Uh, you know, they've got a host in the studio and, but, but just, you know, there's a difference when, when the, you know, the cops in the states have a certain protocol that at least on television they pretend to follow, right? But here, these guys, you know, they, they, they immediately jump up to your car, they rip open your door, they pull the keys out. They're not uniform. They don't show any identification. And then they start to, like, lecture you and tell you that you're a horrible person. It, it was just like, and you could see these guys, you know, poor guys just trying to get a wank on a Saturday night. <laughs> God. And, and, you know, and, 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 then they, and then they go right to the girls and they're laughing and then the girls go free. And, and then they, and they just wait until someone solicits them again. Then they get the Johns. It, it's crazy. It's absolutely fucking crazy. But the violation of all decency and, and, and I guess that there's no Miranda laws, there's no search warrant laws. I don't know. I guess there's none of that here. Well, that's why we left that group of people. They have this tendency to go crazy like this. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, man. And now the council representative. So that's like the guys who run Guilford. Okay. It's not like huge governmental shit. I mean, yeah, the government, but for so the council, which is probably like, like a PTA meeting, they all got together and they've decided that um, they are now going to remove children and to put them into child protective services if they're obese. Hmm. Which is just, it's an outrage. That is an outrage. It's unbelievable. You know, and with, with, by saying um, it's, it's almost worse to be feeding your child uh, inappropriately than not feeding them at all. So now they can take them away and put them into child protective services. Well, this I got to blog that. That's the beauty. A, you oh, got to send me a link to yeah, that one. It's in, the, it's in the Times, man. I'll, hmm. uh, I'll send it to you right now. And, and, and then they go on to justify all of this. That's the one that really got me. Uh, they talk about how they've had to order new um, ambulances because people are too fat. <laughs> <laughs> Too fat. <laughs> too fat. Too fat. And and crematoriums, uh, they have to build bigger ovens. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, the Canadians have a version, or they've had it. I don't know if they, I haven't seen it for years, but they had a version of cops in Canada. But the Canadian version was just so boring because it was essentially, if you watch it, it was called, and the name of the show was Protect and Defend. <laughs> Mounties. <laughs> and and it was nothing but, and most of it took place in either Vancouver or one of these, uh, you know, western provinces. And the uh, is essentially guys rousting drunks yeah, that were passed out go. in the alley. Yeah, with you know they poke them with the baton and say, "Hey, hey, get up, hey, get you know, up, hey, it's, it's, it's hey, so you're funny. drunk, hey, get up, get remember up, we, go home." Remember, go we home. remember we were talking about uh, about how you know. Uh, the psychopaths seem to be running the country, 
And, uh, and, you know, and I'm, I'm so convinced that these pedophile networks are rampant throughout the justice system. So you probably haven't, maybe you saw a little blurb about this uh, in the States, but it's been all, it's been front page, top of the news here. Gary Glitter. Have you heard about this? You know who Gary Glitter is? I've heard his name, but now you're going to have to okay. bring me up to speed. I don't know any of this. All right. Gary Glitter was in the 70s. He was the quintessential glam rocker. And he had this huge hit. He had a number of hits, but his biggest hit worldwide was, uh, uh, I want, uh, do you want to touch me or I want to touch you? Wanna, uh, I'll get to it. Hold on. Um, anyway, so he was convicted a couple of years ago. They found, um, inappropriate pictures on his computer, one of those deals where he took it to get it repaired and then the repair guy finds all these pictures, right? Which I'm always yeah. suspicious of anyway. So, um, you know, he got, he got busted for having, uh, underage porn on his computer. And then he left the country because he, you know, he said, he's yeah, right. He said, look, he said it was framed for that. And that's irrelevant. Um, he said he was framed for that and he didn't want to register with a sex offenders register. So he said, I'm leaving. So he left for, um, uh, Vietnam. I think oh, it was Vietnam. Yeah. Or Cambodia. Maybe both. <clears throat> but then essentially the news of the world, uh, which is the huge, very like nine million people a week read or per, per issue, which is a weekly, uh, read the, uh, the news of the world. It's a Murdoch thing, um, owned by Murdoch. Uh, same company that owns uh, the Sun, and uh, so they went to wherever he was staying, and you know they photographed him with like you know uh, uh, like a fourteen year old girl on the back of his motorcycle, and you know so they they basically got him to this huge huge scandal over there, and then they paid off uh, some witnesses to um, to either talk or not talk, whatever. He went to jail. Okay, he went to jail for a significant amount of time. I think a year and a half, maybe, and so now he's out. And, uh, and he's come back to Britain. But just the, uh, the amount of attention and the amount of scorn thrown at this guy, you know, it just, to me, it ekes everything of, you know, cause if you look at all the stuff they don't investigate, like the links I've sent you in the past that just aren't investigated, those people that are listed, and we're talking big bankers, we're talking, uh, uh police chiefs, justice chiefs, you know, all kinds of people involved across Europe. Which I'm convinced, you know, Madeline McCann, you know, same thing, uh, you know, ordering kids really on, on demand. Uh, and they do, I think this is just like a huge thing to say, yo, we're really big on, uh, you know, on this kind of stuff. And uh, hey, we're, we're nailing this guy to the stake. Just feels all wrong. And, you know, and, and, and obviously, you know, if, if, the, if the guy did it, he did it. If he's convicted, I guess he was guilty. But it just feels so wrong to me. It feels like there's a lot of shit going on that is smoke screen. Big time smoke screen. That's really my feeling. Yeah. Have you, have you Googled Gary Glitter by now? I'm sure you have. Actually, I'm looking, I was looking at that fat kids thing. Oh, that's, isn't that just freaky? It's unbelievable. Family's guilty of neglect. Obviously, but what's, like but what's interesting? Too much food neglect. I'm not getting or, it. Or the wrong food. But of course, you can't buy healthy food anymore. And television, you know, there's there's no commercial going. Make some healthy food tonight. No, it's all. I'm loving it. Have another McNugget. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, yeah, who's? Yeah, right, right. Who's Let's get to the source of the yeah, problem. Who's responsible for this? I mean, which is that crappy food? And, you know, the food supply being toxic, uh, rather than just you know, well, you're eating too much of the toxic food. 
But, John, I'm telling you, this, you know, something went wrong. This is the Lisbon Treaty, because I've read this thing. In the Lisbon Treaty, one of the big problems I have about the, um, about the human rights um, convention that is attached to the, to the Lisbon Treaty, which was not ratified or has not yet been put into effect because Ireland said no, but almost every other country except, interestingly, I think uh, Poland has not ratified it. Yeah, but not by public vote. Well, no, it won't be. But but the you know the poll and the some other guy I can't remember. Anyway, so there there are a couple of countries still holding out. But it was supposed to be ratified. But in that human rights document, it literally says that you know under the uh, right to freedom, yes, you got the right to freedom. But here are a couple of exceptions. By the way, if you're a hobo, if you are a drunk, a drug addict, or mentally unstable, they can incarcerate you if this gets passed and gets put into law. And it, it literally states the government uh, will have the right to remove your children if you are not educating them properly. Mm. And I think that this should, you know, they just popped this one a little too soon. You know, oh, shit, the Lisbon Treaty was supposed to be enforced by now. But they're just acting like it is. Where, where, how can this be? How can you ever well, have the How can the government ever have the right just because your kid is fat? Well, even it, obese is an illness, you know. There's like a, it, can, it can be a behavioral illness. There's a lot going on there. But taking the kid away, putting it into protective service, doesn't sound like a solution. Fucking nuts. no, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's, it's ridiculous. Let's just cut to the chase. Yeah, yeah. But I think we're going to be seeing this shit happening in the states too. Well, they kind of did that. You know, there's a controversy going on in the U.S. after they grabbed all those kids from the yeah, from, from the, the uh, guy in Texas. The right. uh, it was a, a Mormon uh, cult. By the way, the irony of this is a report that came out uh, recently. I don't know if we blogged this one or not, but it turns out that being uh, polyamorous, in other words, having multiple wives, is healthier for you. Live longer. I've been telling anyway. my wife that for years. I she's just not <laughs> buying it. Not buying it. Well, most of the women don't seem to go for it. But anyway, um, the uh, so they took all these kids, and then it turns out that the, you know because they were being abused, and then the courts found that they weren't being abused. There was nothing going on. There was no sex with the kids or any of this stuff. And then they, but then they, the protective services people in Texas said, no, we're going to keep them anyway. I know. I know. And then the judge says, no, you're not. You're giving them back. And then they said, no, we're not giving them back. I don't care what the courts say. And so now there's this weird battle going on oh, man. between these. Creeps from the you know protective custody these maniacs. What is going and, on? You know, and the public at large is weird. What is going on? Only the right wingers, by the way, I have to give them credit on this one. Were, were on this. The the regular media were you know uh, including people you know that were just the regular media has not picked up on, on this. No. It's a bad thing. They it's, think it's okay. There you know there is a there is still a, there is a socialistic undercurrent within this these societies uh, even though it's fascistic in, in in the way the form it takes to really let the government do all this stuff you know that you have to be able to re you know we want the government to teach the kids we don't want homeschooling they tried to do that in california and of course all these homeschoolers are there were already too many of them yeah. then they you know they essentially they had to back off on that but you know what they're trying to do i yeah, know they're trying to example, make us they might make your kids dumb put them in a dumb school with dumb curriculum with with dumb teaching yeah, exactly. Keep you freaking dumb. And and here's the history, kids. Here's how it works. He cut down the cherry tree. Correct history. These books have to go through committees, so everybody with a special yeah. interest can approve it. Oh no, there. no, that's not good. You can't say that about the Spanish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, I, uh, uh, this is a girl who does some production work for me. She grew up in Germany, 
And, uh, and I, I can't retell it, but she told me the way that she was taught how World War II happened <laughs> and how she was taught in Germany in grade school. little different, I might, I yeah. might add, just a little. Well, apparently the Japanese have a real skewed uh, interpretation so to there this you day. Go. The thugs are all like educating our kids with crap or at least unbalanced. Yeah, it's totally unbalanced. It's not, you know, uh, how to, it's not, you know, we're supposed to be teaching our kids how to think. Let me tell you, my, my, my daughter, she, she was onto this. She was so onto this. She went, cause she said, I want to go to a uh, public school, uh, when we moved here. She went to public, she's been to private school, a mix of private schools and public schools. She's like, I really want to go to public school when, when we moved to the UK. Uh, she went, and Guilford is, you know, pretty affluent, uh, place. Uh, and first of all, it's just a mess. Just the, the whole school is just the schooling system is a mess. The the headmaster has no authority. You know, can't do anything, won't do anything. But then she comes home and she said, "Dad, they're teaching me shit. It's absolute dumb." She, and, you know, these kids are, and that's a big problem I think of what we're seeing today. And and you must be seeing it with your kids. Well, I don't know if they're in private or public school, but um, she, you know, they're they're just not buying it. They just oh, you yeah, know, the skepticism level is extremely high huge. with my kids. Yeah, say good. That's good. Bless them. These In are fact, son my children. son, who's about to graduate from Evergreen, which is kind of a left-wing school, which is which t- turns out not to be developing left-wing oh, thinkers. They Comedy tend to be very U. conservative. Comedy University. They, uh, he's like gotten into reading, uh, what he talks about is like forbidden texts. There's a lot of older, uh, right. books and, uh, references that have, you know, bu- all kinds of built in weird biases and stuff, yeah. but there's like a lot of good information in there, but they won't let anyone read this stuff because, you know, they refer to, you know, there'd be some racist kind of, uh, uh angle to it because it was written yeah. in 1880. It was so funny. Yeah. I-, I was talking with Patricia about this yesterday. I said, do you think that, do you remember when, um, the miniseries Roots came on television. Yeah, Alex Haley, Alex Haley is it? Yeah, Alex Haley's Roots. And I was yeah. thinking that would never air on regular broadcast television ever today by today's politically correct standards. It, that's an interesting question because you know because I I, mean, I was giving an example uh, of uh, of how enslaved we are and uh, we are and I said you know what's the difference between this my example and Toby be good nigga massa. Which is exactly the language that they used in in that movie. I remember watching it on television, and you know, being shocked at the uh, at the history and what was happening, but not being shocked by the language. And I said, I said, you know, I bet you that that could not air on broadcast television today. That's how far we've come with restrictive speech when it comes to history. History, my God. Well, then there's also the other things that are kind of unique situations. And I think one example is the attempt by Bill Cosby to buy up every copy he can find of every Amos and Andy radio broadcast done in the 40s uh, and really? destroy them. <laughs> that's, but that's so wrong. I mean, it, whether the, something's racist or not, you can't, you shouldn't try to destroy history that way. You know, and you wonder, I mean, there, there was... Bill, demi- just, just go erase something on Wikipedia, man. It'll make you feel better. <laughs> but don't try to do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, it's just, it's just a situation is... Uh it's intolerable, but I think, and, and the problem is, there's not enough free thinkers out there. Most people won't think for themselves. No. Uh, they just assume let somebody tell them what to do, and then you know, if you happen to, if they happen to be on the jury when your trumped up case comes to uh, pass, yeah. and you've been framed so they can get you out of the picture, and they put you up there, these the jurors are going to find you guilty because this guy said you did it. Yeah. 
There'll be no thought whatsoever. Holy crap. What? We're going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> we already... Yeah. There's another phrase we need to revitalize. <laughs> it's a good one. What does it mean? Hell in a handbasket. I don't know. I have this thing. I have a... a um, I have the logo for it already. I haven't started implementing it, but I wanted to start a, the, doing some stuff on my blog to bring back because we've done this with the with the phrase "cripes." Right, cripes. Uh, yeah, that's to, a good one. To bring back some of these older uh, uh, these things that people used to say, you know, they were epithets or they were a cover up for, you know, they didn't want to uh, cuss, mm-hmm. and so they made these. I mean, "cripes" is we believe is probably coming from the word "Christ." And it was, but it was more, uh, it was less, it was not offensive. And, but it's, it's such a funny term to see in print. Huh. And so we've been using it as a theme phrase. And, uh, and I'm starting to see it picked up here and there as a meme. Going to hell in a handbasket, according to Wikipedia, or going to hell in a handcart is an English alternative phrase of unclear origin describing something or situation. Then how can it be an alternative? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's well, Wikipedia, dude? Uh, there's similar phrases going back over 400 years, such as to heaven in a wheelbarrow. Oh, that may be the alternative. So it was, t- go, you're going to heaven in a wheelbarrow, you're going to hell in a handbasket. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, perhaps mocking a reference to the guillotine. That would make sense. You're going to hell in, oh, hell in a handbasket. Oh, oh. There you right, go. Yeah, because your, your head head's going to be, be in the, the basket. basket. Oh, that's good. That makes I like sense. it. Oh, now I'm liking it even more. Yeah. We're going to hell in a handbasket, John. Your head and mine. And a third one for my ego. So anyway, there's a bunch of these phrases out there that uh, a lot of them we can't be revitalized. I mean, the one that we bring up once in a while is, you know, the, uh, my mother used to say this all the time. She'd come into my room when I was a little kid, and she'd go, oh, your room's a mess. It looks like the wreck of the Hesperus. Ooh, that's a good one. And so that was around. I'm thinking the wreck of the Hesperus. Why is she even saying this? And that, was the that phrase, a, ship, a shipwreck or something? Well, I was I was either Wikipedia or one of these things. It was a few years ago. I'm digging around, and there was, I go to this thing, and there's a photo. I guess it was a, this this boat wrecked, and there was a photo of the, which I guess was in all the newspapers back in the 20s or 30s or whenever the wreck of the Hesperus took place. And you look at it, and you go, "Oh my God! It is the biggest mess you can imagine." <laughs> <laughs> so and then I understood it all. You know, it all came became yeah, clear. Makes sense. Makes sense. Hmm. Anyway, but I'm going to start. To, I'm going to see if we can get to a, a kind of a canonical listing of all these older kind of things people used to say. I'm trying to stay away from the ones from the '60s because I don't want groovy coming back or nah. oh wow or bummer. And people still say that. We've talked about this. We've talked about blood on the moon, and we talked about that one. No, no, that that's uh, that's a big one in my family. Adam Curry. Oh yeah, maybe we did. Yeah, Adam Clark blood Curry. If you do right, that, right. going to be well. Blood you also on have the, the other one that your mom puts it. What was the one that I croc- say? I say cro- one way. Uh, that's a bunch of cr- no. It was a derivative of a crock, crock of, of it was shit. a crock of crap. I think. And no, that's a I or something. I don't know. I, it'll come out automatically where I need to say it. I don't know what it is now. What a bunch of crock. That's what it is. What a bunch of crock. Bunch of crock. Yeah. It's like what. Last story. You got one? Mm-hmm. I got a lot, man. I'm becoming like weirdo central. It's not hard. 
this drop for the business. You know what it is? Is the drop.io thing. By the way, let me just promote this. Let's see if anything, if it works with our show. Drop.io slash no agenda. That's where you want to put stuff. Right now, I've just been using it, kind of put some links for stuff I want to talk about with John. Now you can use it. Drop.io slash no agenda. Um, this is, so I saw this report on Fox News, which of course made me laugh because I'd already heard this before. I'm like, all right, now they're trying it out. But then CNET starts reporting on it. This is about the FBI being able to tap your cell phone even if it's off. You've not heard this. Oh, no. You're kidding Hence me. Hence the I, long pause, the no. long silent pause of yeah. befuddlement. That is interesting. Well, I've been hearing this for months, maybe a year or so. And I've always like, you know, that just sounds so like, like so completely unreasonable because you've got to e either you're at the chip level in all these phones or, you know, you're at the OS level and you've got Windows Mobile and Symbian and whatever Apple's running on and like, yeah, you know, and then they, in the report, they expressly say, you, you keep hearing it, the only way to ha to not enable the FBI to to listen into whatever has happened and the, and, and the CNET story actually goes into the legality of it and why it's legal uh, why it's been explained as legal by the Department of Justice I'm sending you the link right now um, but the only way to stop it is to actually take the battery out which of course for you iPhone users <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and maybe that tells you something yeah, about well, Apple's it, relationship to the government. Well, you know, there were, well, it, how about Apple's relationship to AT&T? Right, which by the way, AT&T is when you know they know it was AT&T was busted up and then the next thing you know it was kind of reformed almost like one of those monsters in the Terminator movie, yeah. reformed SBC bought all these other companies. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The next thing you know, they changed their name back, to AT&T. AT yeah. And they take over that building in San Francisco. There's a building on 2nd. It's a huge it, building. It's near me. I mean, I can almost spit on it. I have pictures. Yeah. I take Every time I go by, I always have a camera with me. I'm always shooting Imagine pictures of that thing. Imagine a huge block of cinder <laughs> with no windows. It's a no big, windows. giant cube <laughs> yeah. that... Most of the windows are covered by metal. There's not even windows in it. Is there? I've never seen windows. Maybe there's not. Maybe just. I don't think there's window. It, it's it's designed. You know, it kind of looks a little um, gothic-y in a way. Not gothic. Well, anyway, it's it's it, it's architectured. Someone thought about it, but it looks like a huge cone of of silence. <laughs> and it's big. It's not it's like we're not huge. talking about a, a, a shack. Yeah, it's huge. So I think it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven to about twelve, thirteen stories high, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's where you know everything, every screwball thing is always traced back to that building. That building supposedly is spook central for the West Coast, and uh, looks like it. And it's also you know the network uh, control center for AT and T, and so it's an AT and T. Uh, intelligence agency building and so, so there's something screwy about AT&T let's face it and then now the, now that you mention Apple and the battery that can't be removed and, and the, of all the people that are going to be radical weirdos are going to have an iPhone <laughs> and and the fact that there were reports about the iPhone phoning home periodically no yeah there's been reports about that John, really I thought you were on like the cusp man well I'm, I'm on the cusp not the cusp <laughs> yeah, exactly wow so the FBI, yeah, the te technique is called a roving bug and was approved by top U.S. Department of Justice officials for use against the members of a New York organized crime family 
who were wary of conventional service uh, surve- surveillance techniques such as tailing a suspect or wiretapping him. And they started doing this apparently on Nextel cell phones, which is what mobsters John Ardito and his attorney Peter Peluso were using. Well, that's it. You know, this, this brings up another point, which is that the phones, most of the mo- more the newer phones all have speakerphone capabilities. Yeah. Which yeah. would be necessary to pick up the room conversation. Yeah. Amplified mics that are adjusted right. for that. Yep. Yeah. Which makes sense now. But what I don't understand is how, you know, the FISA bill, I mean, that's all about foreigners. Now they're listening to mobsters. I mean, it just, it's weird. The whole story's weird. It came out across a whole bunch, you know, the, there must have been a press release that I certainly didn't get. But you read that CNET story. It's pretty in depth. About you know how it works. I mean, you can buy cell phones these days that have that shit in there, and you can call the number, and it'll. I mean, the, the software is certainly available, but I mean, is Nokia letting that happen? The, you know, is Apple, Apple maybe, but is Microsoft letting that happen? I mean, you know, and now they think of it, yeah, fuck it, they're all in it together. Well, you know, Microsoft has little choice. Uh, yeah. Nokia, they don't have to do what anybody tells them. They're in Finland, for God's sake. Yeah, who knows? Big company, but, you know. Yeah, but uh, interesting. But I like the Apple thing where you can't take the battery yeah. out, and now we know why. BBC article from 2004 reported. And those, they did a deal with, wait, they also did a deal, a long-term deal with AT&T, and everyone's always, and everybody in the community is baffled by this, by yeah. the way. Uh-huh. Why, why, why? Because mm-hmm. all those commies are using damn iPhones, John. So I think it's, if, the, if this Radical is actually a, a fact... Mm-hmm. It's got to be a fix for it. I mean, there's no way that some guy out there who knows how to code well, that's my can't point. write a little piece of code that would just go in there and disable well, it. Well, the first thing we need to do is write a little piece of code that actually, you know, is able to track and find out if something was activated, like a log, you know. It's like, okay, because this could be at the chip level. I mean, I, I, where is it coming from? I just don't see how they can do this uniformly. I agree with you. Now, but, but there's another trick to this. Anyone out there who wants to code something or thinks they know the hook, the hook that's in there, here's what I would recommend. Since most of these things play music now, I think that you should not really disable the function, but when it, you should be able to monitor it so when it is turned on for whatever reason, it plays an MP3, uh, namely, it's a small, small world, that Disney tune. <laughs> Through the through the system and into the uh, spooks. Uh, yeah, that's speakers. funny. That's funny. <laughs> that would be a good one. Three more days till Halloween. 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 Oh, you don't know the movie. Sorry. Yeah. Rough, yeah. rough reference. Yeah, it's really bad when you start singing. Yeah. Hello. Uh, so that yes. Yeah, so now <laughs> I'm just taking in the compliments and enjoying them for a moment, John. So uh, no, I, I mean it's really bad. I don't mean. I mean bad in, in in the sense that it's bad. It's good. And uh, you're not buying that, huh? No. no, no. And I think I'm pretty tapped out. Uh, another bank went belly up. Kansas Bank just failed today. Yeah, if you're going to be involved with a bank failure, you want to be in early, so that way you get your money. Yeah. Well, this is a very small. When the whole bank. system goes down, then they'll still cancel the insurance. I think that, that's where it's headed, man. The system is in meltdown. I know you're saying it's not going to happen that way, but it's the bottom. It's all bottom. This is, I can just feel the bouncing, bing, 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 hitting the, the rocks. 
I, I mean, we I mean for the dollar, the economy, for what? Everything, everything. This is a, this is the worst case scenario. We're going to go through it right now. Yeah, but but it has, it, it has to it has to get even worse. There's just no no way about it. Derivatives, no. man. The derivative. Look, remember I told you about the auction rate securities. Do you remember yeah, yeah, yeah. how long ago that was? That's been fixed. It's fixed. That's fixed now. It wasn't a cheap fix. And so now no. der- derivatives. It's like something like five hundred thousand trillion no five hundred thousand billion which is five hundred trillion dollars there you go five hundred trillion dollars of derivatives of which two percent is covered that's next people are calling for an exchange for transparency for the uh uh counterparty uh in all in all these swaps these uh credit default swaps this is huge john i'm telling you this is this is what's next that's what's going to that's really going to blow it all up, blow it all up. That's going to make some we'll big see. boys fall. And look well, at Lehman; they can't sell their 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 real estate portfolio, their coveted real estate portfolio. They tried to sell half the company to the Chinese, who walked away at the last moment. You know, they're going to need to get more money. Well, they get it from you know the boys in Washington. <laughs> hey, by the way, I'm I'm looking at this. I'm still looking, sorry. I'm preoccupied with the cell phone thing. Clearly, you don't give a shit about me telling you that it's all coming to a grind. Well, you've been saying this. You say this every week, so it's not like I haven't heard it before. And you're not the only one, by the way. I got two or three other people that are telling me the same thing. And I did every all I'm hearing is bottom. This is all bottom talk. Okay. Uh, anyway, the, is that this is another good reason to use burners? What? The disposable cell phone, the cheap phone you buy it at oh, the store the burners, for 25 yeah. bucks and you yeah. put some minutes on it and who cares? Well, and of course, what's the uh, the Google Android uh, phone going to be all about? Is that going to be com- com- completely KGB. clear and free or is it going to be completely hyped up and, and ready to rock to track your every move? Uh, well, the way Google is, it's probably going to track your every move whether the government's involved or not. Yeah, true. Yeah, you're right. God, you're right. Those guys do track everything, don't they? Well, it's all, you know, part of the sales thing. Yeah, I, I turned off my search history, but you know they still got it. And now they're, now they're yeah. promoting the web accelerator. That's a nice proxy. <laughs> That's a CIA thing if I've ever heard of one. Hey, just uh, point your uh, your browser and all your traffic to this uh, webaccelerator.google.com and we'll make it faster. Sure. And slurp <laughs> everything out. <laughs> I mean, what an experiment that's got to be, huh? Yeah. Well, there's got to also be, there's a lot of these, by the way, which, you know, to get into the technical side, there's a bunch of these uh, kinds of things. Most of the uh, phone companies have these, you know, they want you to use various either proxies or special TCP IP stacks. Yeah. Oh, that's so you the can worst. Get, you, yeah. you can get your full uh, experience uh, range of speeds if you have fiber, <laughs> for example. Yeah. And I think those need to be looked at. Yeah, for sure. Okay, John. Um, well, so uh, we're for, looking forward to next week because you'll have the report. Yeah, and so the, so what what will make you? Uh, I mean, what, what besides the? Of course, the only question we're going to ask is uh, what kind of uh, ice cream do you like? Because he's supposed to come back with uh, strawberry. Yep. Right. Um, yes. But you know what? What uh, what would make you a believer of a, of a true extraterrestrial encounter? Um, probably nothing. 
But, you know, I think you're going to visit, meet this guy and quickly determine whether or not, I mean, at what level of insanity uh, <laughs> we're dealing with here. Because let me just say this for the record. You're not meeting an alien. You're meeting some person who says he's an alien. Okay. All right. There, ergo saying you do not believe in extraterrestrial life forms or UFOs or anything of the like. No, I do think there are UFOs, and I think there's probably uh, uh, some explanation for them, but I'm not buying a bunch of, you know, green men roaming around or grays or, no, it's, uh, you know, Pleiadians are, are tall, I think. They're kind of Nordic, well, they're kind of Nordic looking. Yeah, I'm sure, because he's probably a Swede. <laughs> Hello, Hans. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Olaf, Just how are you? Slip in a foreign phrase and see if you, you know. The Elskadai, which is I love you, which is what I do for you, John. All right. So, but I, regardless of the uh, encounter, I will not speak to you about it until no agenda next week. Okay, and then we'll, if there is a show next week. <laughs> if not, you know what to do with me. Stick me in your pipe and smoke me. Have you seen Adam? No, I haven't <laughs> seen him for a week. He just disappeared. <laughs> I'll be buzzing your house on my ship, dude. Yeah, well, drop off some seeds. <laughs> All right. Okay, so... uh well, I, 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 then I won't talk to you until next week. That's it. That's done. All right. All right. Um, coming to you from the United Kingdom, my name is Adam Curry. And I'm John C. Dvorak here in Northern California. Beautiful day. And if we're lucky, we'll talk to you again once more from Gitmo Nation with no agenda next week.